You know, it's uh, upon us, isn't it? Tomorrow is what for most of us? They know. First day of school. Can you believe it? Are you guys excited? All right. That's good. You know, it's that time of year, isn't it? Uh, Summer transitions to fall. tends to be back to school, back to work, even back to church. Our numbers will swell as people come back from playing in the mountains. And um, changes in the air, and that can be tiring. Uh, Our to-do lists, if yours are like uh, ours, uh, they tend to start to grow exponentially, and life starts to... Uh, to crowd in a little bit, it seems, this time of year. And and even if this time of year for you um, doesn't happen to be that crowded in, life is surrounding me, perhaps, time, um, chances are you do have seasons in life, uh, moments in life um, where life gets crowded and cluttered. And so, uh, you know, really, uh, we're using the changing seasons and what's a busy time for many of us as, um, oh, as an excuse uh, to talk about any time uh, in life, no matter what the calendar says, where life sorts of sneaks up up on us, uh, ready or not, you know, here it comes, as uh, Nathan introduced to us next week, or last week. And what uh, we hope to accomplish in this series is, um, is there something as followers of Jesus um, that we can do that uh, might make us more ready than not for this ready or not uh, time in life, whenever it may be. Nathan uh, introduced a prayer for us to pray last week. Uh, I've been praying it all week. Uh, Have any of you remembered to do that? If if you haven't, it's not too late. In fact... um, I'd like to suggest that that's a prayer maybe on our hearts even for the next several weeks and uh, invite you to pray it with me uh, this morning uh, as a way to prepare our hearts for the message this morning. So would you uh, please say, uh, please pray uh, these words after me. I think they'll be on the screen in just a minute uh, to help you. There they are. Let's pray. Please say these words after me. Lord, Show me what to do with my time so I can be part of what you're doing at all times. Amen. As Ryan mentioned, boy, we're real blessed this morning to have up on the platform for the first time helping with the morning service our brand new dance team, dance ministry. Yay! And... um, I asked them uh, to share uh, God's answer um, to those crowded, ready-or-not times in life. There's something he desperately wants to give us, especially during that time. And um, as you watch the dancers dance, uh, they're dressed just in everyday clothes of everyday people like you and me. Um, Can you relate uh, to the music and the song and what it's talking about And um, what's the answer that God gives us first and foremost in terms of what we need 
for those ready-or-not moments in life. Let's watch. Are you burnt out from this busy life? Are you striving for success? Yeah, you work so hard just to get terrific see I could uh, yeah give it up I could uh, I could talk a long time on uh, Sabbath rest or I could show you uh, that dance uh, the word whimsical it comes to mind my favorite move did you catch it? my favorite move uh, Heather told me um, is uh, that um, yeah, get ready I'm gonna do it is that uh, what is it? a paddle 
turn. Do you see the pedal turn? Yeah, let's, let's go. I'll just. I did that for Heather when I came and watched the girls um, uh, practice, and Heather very politely told me, um, uh, Todd, uh, men don't do the paddle turn. <laughs> and so, but I still like the paddle turn. Um, yeah, uh, Jesus said, uh, come to me uh, when you're weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So what does God want to give us when life presses in with its ready-or-not seasons? He wants to give us rest. And... Um, his rest is never more important uh, than when we're pressed for time because of everything going on in life. And when we have no time um, for his rest is uh, when we need it most. His rest gets us ready uh, for the ready or not times. And, you know, I want to make a distinction between God's rest and um, just regular rest, uh, as good as regular rest is uh, for us, but there's something more going on here with God's rest, which he calls Sabbath rest. And uh, Sabbath rest first showed up when, uh, believe it or not, the all-powerful, omnipotent God of the universe, after, the, after creating the world, he rested. I don't know if you spent any time on that verse or thinking about it, but God, the Bible says, rested from his work. And then he did something with that time. He blessed it. And he made it holy, meaning he set that time aside for a special purpose. And the special purpose, it's a circular there, of resting in and, and with God in particular. This was so important to God, he wanted it so badly to spend that Sabbath rest time with him. He wanted us to have that so badly, he, uh, he put it as one of the Ten Commandments. And so at Sinai, he uh, told his people really as part of the wedding vows that God was making between himself and his people, uh, Part of the wedding vows, he said, um, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. And then he continued, because um, perhaps uh, he knows his people and knew we needed to hear more on this. And so he continued, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On you, you shall not do any work. And he didn't end there because he knows sometimes as um, children, sometimes as people, uh, you know, we look for loopholes. And so he closed uh, some loopholes. On, on it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter nor your male or female servant, nor your ox or your donkey, if you have any of those, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your town so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. And so Sabbath day became a day of no work and a day for God's people to remember, to reflect on, to think about uh, 
really how much it is that God loves them as demonstrated by his delivering them from slavery in Egypt. Since Sinai and uh, through today, um, God's people, first Jewish, then Christian, um, have debated this commandment. It's not only the longest of the Ten Commandments, it's also been the one, you know, the most controversial. And today, um, at least the debate tends to center on, well, what can I do or not do on the Sabbath, or what do we do with that Sabbath rest commandment? Is it one of those Old Testament commandments like don't cut the corners of your hair that we're really no longer obligated under in the same way? Or is keeping the Sabbath like one of those commandments that say uh, don't murder, um, which of course we still need to obey? What happens to that commandment through Jesus fulfilling Torah? And the debate rages. Author uh, Lauren Winner, uh, do you know her? She's one of my favorites. Uh, one of her books, Mudhouse Sabbath, uh, is a good one. Uh, Lauren's a Jewish Christian, and so she grew up in a Jewish home. And she writes uh, this, When I practiced Judaism, I would begin my Sabbath with a relaxed Friday night dinner, followed by a day of worship, rest, and celebration. During the Sabbath day, I didn't think about my schoolwork, spend any money, ride in a car, or watch television. And then she says, then I became a Christian. <laughs> Although I went to church on Sunday mornings, the day never seemed quite as holy, quite as set aside for a special purpose. And she writes, as often as not, I wound up at the shopping mall on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> What about you? Uh, what do you do with the Sabbath rest command? Do, do you keep Sabbath? Do you set time aside for just you and God to hang out and spend time together? Uh, Lauren continues uh, that, uh, and she understands that, of course, there's a, there's a freedom in Christ regarding the particulars of Sabbath rest. Jesus fulfilled all of God's commands, and in so doing, Jesus can now tell us, as we just heard and saw danced, he can say to us, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I now will give you rest. It's striking that in the context of that statement of Jesus, there are people struggling with ready-or-not things in life, and also people taking Jesus to task for even doing the simple work of picking grain and, and eating it on a Sunday and a Sabbath. And we get to that statement from Jesus out of that story. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus says. And then he says, come to me if you're weary and struggling and burdened. I will give you rest. The Apostle Paul writes in Colossians, therefore don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, don't let anybody judge you with regard to a Sabbath day. 
These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. In many respects, then, it's Christ, it's Jesus, it's time with him. He is our Sabbath. Um, boy, this past week in particular, uh, sometimes, um, yeah, almost always, in fact, it's uh, ironic to me what God has me working on to, to share together with you and what God has um, and is doing uh, in my life uh, during the week. And um, had a lot of reasons uh, this past week and this past couple of weeks where my need um, for Sabbath rest has come up. How about you? Yesterday, um, we took uh, Danny off to college. And um, I know that um, every parent in here who has done that or is looking at that just went, oh. And um, I thought it would be easier because uh, we had done that already with Ben a couple of years ago and uh, Danny's just down the road in Greeley. And I thought, well, at least she's close enough where I can go get her, bring her home anytime I want. <laughs> Someone in the first service said, yeah, think again. <laughs> and so I thought it would be easier. Um, but I was wrong. Uh, it was harder, uh, in one sense at least, uh, Danny's my only daughter. And there's something, I think, in my father's heart that uh, feels a, a deeper need to protect. And so uh, it was harder letting her go. It was one of those, um, it's one of those ready or not, here it comes things uh, for, for me, for us at least. And then, um, I know what else is going on. Um, I've never been um, more proud of my son Ben working on his golf game this summer. I think he's hit balls every day. He loves the game. He loves the group of guys he gets to play with at Hope College. Um, never seen someone work so hard at something. I'm proud of you, Ben. And then a couple of weeks ago, ready or not, a strange bursitis shows up in his shoulder and he can't swing a club. And uh, tryouts are a week from tomorrow. And uh, for us, that's been a ready or not uh, moment uh, to, to have that in life. Um, my wife Jill is very active and uh, she's been dealing with some back pain. Uh, she tweaks it once in a while, but she's always uh, recovered from it quickly. But this one's uh, stuck around a bit. Um, yeah, praise the Lord, we've had uh, some real healing happen in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, due to uh, a brother's prayer. Um, but that was another ready or not moment in life. And, you know, I could go on, and I'll bet you have your lists too, don't you? Um, what my mother-in-law likes to call um, uh, the wharf and woof of life. Right, Mom? I'm sorry? Warp. warp. The warp and woof of life. I, 
wharf and warp, maybe it both works, right? Where life kind of closes in, and uh, whether you want to phrase it in terms of it gets busy, uh, it gets crowded, it seems too much, um, the burden gets to be a little bit uh, heavy, you start dealing with stuff like uh, being tired, being discouraged, um, losing hope, um, and um, it wears on you somehow. And uh, in those ready-or-not seasons of life, uh, it's easy to stumble and to fall. And, and I felt my need uh, again to hear Jesus say over and over and over, Todd, come to me. I can see you're weary and burdened. Come to me and I'll give you rest. Does anyone here need to hear that this morning too? Am I the only one? If you need to hear it again, hear it again. Come to me, he says. I'll give you rest. Eugene um, Peterson in his translation of the Bible called The Message, gives us the following version of Matthew eleven twenty eight, And Peter Simon himself will call the message more paraphrased than word-for-word translation. What I love about the message is it tends to flesh out the tone and temperament, at least, uh, of the words. And here's how Peterson phrases Jesus' words. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly and maybe even do a Paddle turn. You know, people come to me, sometimes skeptics of Christianity or seekers within Christianity, and they go, man, I read the Bible and do this, don't do that, and God commanded and God said, and my goodness, is your religion, it's all these do's and don'ts. What I try to share... um, You know, the guide that God gives us for living is given out of his great heart of love, not because he likes throwing his weight around and commanding us what to do. He did make us, and he truly knows what's best for us. And it's out of his deep love, like a father or a mother telling a young son or a daughter, don't touch the hot stove, that he gives us this guide for living. Can you imagine a son or daughter responding to a father who says, watch out, do this or don't do this. Um, can you imagine a son or daughter saying out of that heart, well, you're all about a bunch of do's and don'ts. His great heart is for what's best for us. And underneath that, or even on top of it, what's best for us is to spend time with him. Spend time with the rabbi. Whatever it looks like for you, Maybe you could convince me that going to the shopping mall 
is spending time with God, maybe. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to the shopping mall on Sunday afternoon. I don't. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that that is alone time with God. You'll have a hard time convincing me that our typical vacations, which are supposed to be for rest, uh, is alone time with God. We have to really work for that, I think. Ironically enough. I love the prayer Nathan gave us. Show me, Lord, show us what to do with our time. And the first thing, first and foremost, I think, on, our, on, on God's great mind, knowing how the warp and woof of life can come in on us is, okay, first thing, here's what you need to do with your time, please, because I love you so much and want to spend time with you. You need to spend time with me regularly, please. I said, well, I don't have time. The best advice I could give you this morning, the best challenge I could give you this morning, and I don't need to be, mean to be rude or pushy, if you're someone who says, you know what, I don't have time to just spend time with the Lord, make it. Make time. Bless you. Make time to spend time with him. Please. Please. The Savior is there saying, come to me. I can see you're weary and burdened. Come to me. Walk with me. Get away with me. Watch how I do it. Learn with me. Work with me. Keep company with me. And I'll give you rest. I'll give you the delight of dancing in life. Even when, especially when, ready or not moments come. Come to me, he says. And the question for us this morning, and every day it seems to me, because now that Jesus is our Sabbath, we can take that Sabbath rest with us all seven days. It's not like a back and forth between the six busy days of work week. Oh, made it to Sabbath rest. Six busy days of work week where we're strung out and we're making mistakes and we snap at people and we're upset and we fall prey to temptation because we're so tired. Oh, make it back to Sabbath rest. That's not what it's like anymore. Now that Jesus has fulfilled that um, a beautiful idea of what was to come in him, of being Sabbath rest all the time, constantly with us in every circumstance, giving us that peace, uh, that rest, come what may, ready or not. And the only question is, will you come? Will you find time to spend with God? Let's pray. Father in heaven, life can be overwhelming sometimes. And it's easy, especially in those ready or not moments, for us to forget that you're right there with us, for us to forget your deep desire just to spend time with us, talking, thinking, even dancing. <laughs> Father, um, help us beginning today, if we need to, to make time for Sabbath rest, for holy rest, uh, set aside time 
with you as we pray. Show us what to do with our time. Have us hear the answer that you give of spend time with me regularly, uh, alone. Uh, let's go walk together for a little while. And pretty soon, that little while, I promise, I know you say, Father, will be that you'll walk together with us in life. And Help us, Father, that when life gets cluttered, when everything starts to crowd in. Help us, Father, to have um, the prayer of this song that we're about to hear, even as we continue praying it. Help this prayer, Father, to be the prayer of our hearts, too. Till there's nothing left 
part of what you're doing at all times. And Father, help us first and foremost with our time to make time to spend alone with you, to set that aside so that we may be ready to thrive even during those ready or not moments in life. Help us, Father, hear the voice of your Son saying still today, come to me if you're weary and burdened. I'll give you rest. Come. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. God bless you all. Have a great day and a great week.